Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to Hacker Public Radio. Today I'm joined by Jerome Laclanche, is that correct? Laclanche. And you're here and you're just going to talk to us about the Razer QT project. So how are you doing today? Hi, it's really nice to be here. It's uh, it's actually Razer Qt. Um, it's a it's a desktop environment based based on Qt, a bit like KDE, but much more much more lightweight, oriented towards uh, being light and modular, a bit like LXD if if you're familiar with it. Yeah. Before we go any further. Could you kind of give us an idea of what the difference between a desktop environment is and a window manager? A window manager really just controls uh, what what windows you see on the screen, how how they're displayed, and how you move them around the screen. So, window manager doesn't have that much effect on um, on the way you control your desktop. Really, just your windows. A desktop environment is more the whole ecosystem of your your applications kind of oh okay and uh, where does is this kind of obvious where the boundary is between the uh, desktop environment and the window manager say um, the drawing of the frames and the smoothed corners around your windows that sort of thing which would take care of that uh, that would be that would be the window manager the um, the window manager really just controls functionality while the desktop environment controls applications and ships applications in this case at razor we ship um we ship the uh panel at at the bottom or the top um we we ship the the actual desktop you it's all optional and we also ship a control center and panel plugins this sort of thing so we we give you applications while the window manager would give you functionality with your windows. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, and so your uh, niche is um, you, you, it's Razer Qt, so it's obviously based on the Qt widget sets, and that's the same as KDE uses. So, what can you kind of give us a difference between um, Razer Qt and KDE? Well, the first main obvious difference is RazorQt is a very new project. We we're still in on 0.5 right now, while KDE is a very very long-standing project has years behind it. Um, we're still getting established. We're we're still developing new new applications and new plugins for for our desktop environment. The the main functional difference as it is right now is RazorQt is oriented towards being purely based on the Qt um, framework, while KE provides additional functionality to um, to Qt in what's called the KDE libraries. Okay, so these um, but the downside of that is I imagine that if you want to write a text editor taking advantage of the KDE libraries you need to suck all that stuff in as well from from what i've heard uh KDE is actually working on uh getting getting better at that uh with KDE frameworks 5.0 um however yes we none of the applications we recommend depend on KDE okay um 
so if you're coming to um, Razer as I did a few weeks ago, uh, I installed version 4 and the desktop, I must say, was a little bit rough. Um, you would definitely need to know how um, to move around the, the console in order to do some uh, things. However, in the last few days, there's been a release of uh, version 5, and I must say that has seriously improved the uh, user experience. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown of what's included in version 0.5? Uh, 0.5 has actually brought all the improvements since February of this year. Um, we've been working on it for quite a long time. It, as far as new features go, uh, for people who were checking out 0.4 before, we've we've added really popular panel plugins such as volume control and CPU um, CPU monitor. We've added a lot of translations. Uh, had a lot of new translators joining us. We also added a notification daemon, um, like like Ubuntu has, and various various um, settings, various settings applications, configuration applications. Um, and we also have a light DM greeter now for for those who who use light DM, they can use that. And overall, lots and lots of improvements, lots and lots of bug fixes, rough edges smoothed out. 0.4 was really targeted at enthusiasts, but now Razer, we are actually com- we are actually comfortable with recommending it to uh, to people more oriented towards just having a working environment. Yeah, I can agree more. It's a, a massive improvement, and I've just seen a lot of announcements on the mailing list. Of some of the supported distros coming out with uh, uh, with support for zero point five, can you tell me um, how could somebody go about um, getting it installed or trying it out? Well, enthusiasts would just check out the GitHub repository. We're on GitHub at GitHub slash Razor dash Qt. Link in the show notes and and. For regular users, we have uh, packages, uh, have package maintainers on Fedora, on Debian, on Gentoo, and some other distributions I cannot recall right now. Uh, Cidux? Sorry. Um, Yes, uh, Seduction. um, But there's also uh, live distros as well, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, be, I believe so. I, I actually don't deal with that. So Okay, very good. Um, links to all of this will be in the show notes anyway. So uh, I was... Um, whereabouts are you from? I'm actually French, but I live in the UK. Most of the team is uh, Russian. And we have people from really all around the world joining us. It's, it's a really nice community. How did uh, it start? What was the motivation? It started a while ago. I, ca- I can't speak to the motivation as I was not on the team at the time. Um, but the the main idea was to have a light distrib- a light uh, desktop environment based on Qt. Um, we all on the team we all have a really deep love for for the Qt framework uh, to develop applications. However, as developers. You, if you want to develop a Qt application, you're kind of stuck with KDE. If you want to distribute it, um, 
you might you might recall some popular Qt applications like Quasel or VLC um, that look much better on KDE than they do on on GNOME on GDK interfaces really. Uh-huh. So as a as a Qt developer, you you face this challenge on Linux that you get into a spiral where you develop a KDE application and you end up releasing it just for KDE. Okay. Um, does, have you noticed that there's a, been a, a switch away from KDE uh, support and that most of the distros seem to have gone down GNOME road and are now kind of splintering off into various different directions? I can't really speak much about that. I haven't, I haven't felt it. I know that Ubuntu has discontinued um, it. Canonical, sorry, has discontinued its support on Kubuntu, and Kubuntu is now a standalone project. Uh, as far as I know, that's just because they they want to focus on Ubuntu instead. Yeah, um, and do you find that that's um, so? Where else is Qt used actually? Qt is, uh, is used in a lot of places. It was originally developed by Nokia for for their phones, and it's a cross. It's a cross-platform um, fra- framework. It's a cross-platform application framework, really. Uh, it's it's used by some very popular applications. I mentioned Quasar and VLC earlier. It's also used by some companies. It's popular with game companies for their launches, um, game launches. It's really in a lot of places. You you can have more information on the Qt website. And how difficult is it to um, program in Qt? Is it strictly limited to C++? Or? Qt, uh, the main project is in C++. It's extremely pleasant to work with. It's one of the best APIs. Actually, it's the best API I've ever worked with. It's very consistent and extremely well documented. Uh, it has bindings in tons and tons of languages, including... The most popular ones are in Ruby and Python. It also has bindings in Lua and other languages I haven't dealt with. Okay. Um, um, do you then, yeah, would it support Perl and stuff like that? What, what, what does somebody need to um, be able to write in in order to uh, contribute to the RazorQt project? Currently, uh, we only accept C++ um, applications. However, we... On the long term, we haven't decided yet uh, anything about languages. For now, for simplicity's sake, we only support C++. It's not definitive. Okay, what is the... Do you have any other rules or guidelines that you're implementing for one reason or another at the moment, Um, like restricting um, applications to C++? Uh, What about pulling in different libraries, that sort of thing? We're trying to, to stick to being extremely lightweight and anything anything that pulls in big libraries needs to be optional. Uh, we're trying to stay extremely mob- modular, meaning you can easily pull in parts of RazorQt uh, and just run parts of it instead of running the whole thing, which is something you cannot currently do, as far as I know, in KDE. But as I said, they were working on that. We... We're also encouraging use use of third-party applications for your actual environment, meaning we do not ship currently any file manager or 
document viewers or anything like that, like more popular desktop environments do. We have a list on, on the wiki, on the GitHub wiki of applications we, we recommend, we recommend you to check out. Um, as it stands, we do have plans to, to ship really the core applications, but they will all be optional. And what we really encourage is usage of more cute applications, more development on them and so on. Okay, the um, the core applications that you'll be shipping, are those the ones marked recommended on the uh, wiki? We have not decided yet, but we will be working on that soon. And what's the uh, project team made up of, like when you say we haven't decided who's the we? We're really just a, a few developers. There's Peter on the team, there's uh, Alec and Alexander. Mm, in, Right now, we're just committing whatever we find. Um, we're getting help from new developers that joined us during the 0.4 to 0.5 timeline. Um, we have a couple of Nokia, uh, ex-Nokia developers who, who joined us and have been contributing a lot. It's, it's been really nice. Fantastic. I must say, um, the, the approach... Um is very enlightening to, uh, to to find. I've been trying out a lot of lightweight distributions myself recently, and um, I must say I don't like the um, the uh, GNOME widget, the GTK widget set myself. I find it ugly. Don't know why. Uh, it's a personal preference, I guess. Uh, I do like the uh, cute widget set. Don't know why. Uh, it's just the way it is. Um, and I upgraded my wife's computer here from uh, Kubuntu and I can't uninstall a MySQL database uh, is running 24-7 and if I attempt to uninstall it it'll, it wants to uninstall the KDE desktop. Do you ever envisage a future where uh, Razer Qt will have MySQL as a requirement um, on the uh, back end? Absolutely not. As I said, anything big uh, anything big stays optional so if we do end up with MySQL as a dependency, which is extremely unlikely, um, would be much more likely to use SQLite. We we would keep it as an optional requirement. Um, the bit you're talking about is, I, I believe Nipomuk is dependent on MySQL, which is again something they're fixing in KDE frameworks. Yeah, okay, well, that's fair enough. But... Um... Yes, I suppose it's a philosophy approach that allowed that to happen in the first place. Um, you know that you don't really have a modular uh, modular kind of desktop. But what it does, what it has done, is it's uh, revived a few laptops around here, and uh, a desktop and work was blazingly fast. Uh, so um, you're doing a great job. Uh, keep up the good work, basically. Well, thanks a lot. Yes, uh, Razer is actually really appropriate for older computers. It's really, we see it as an alternative to LXD and computers that need lightweight um, lightweight desktop environments but want to stick to cute or just personal preferences, really. Yeah, it's nice to have a, an option there um, uh, for people who do like the, the look and feel of KDE but are running uh, slightly older machines. And, I mean, the choice of third-party applications has been an absolute revelation uh, to me, and the uh, site kdapps.org. Um, 
is that is that correct? KDEapps.org. Uh, KDE-apps.org. Yes, there's also a QTaps.org. Sorry, that's the one I meant. QTaps.org. Yeah. Uh, you can lose a, a day quite easily there um, <laughs> browsing through those. Uh, I would warn you, though, a lot, a lot of the downloads are actually outdated on on there. But it's been it's been a really nice place to find potential projects we, which we are adding to the third party applications. A a couple of projects, including Easy Paint, which is kind of a MS Paint alternative for Qt. Uh, we found them on there, and we recommend them now. And is there much uh, of you know? Have you run into a lot of library dependency issues when you uh, when you approach those maybe smaller projects when you're trying to pull them in? It's really it really depends. Usually, no. Usually, it's really lightweight applications. The um, the functionality that is given by the third party apps. I know that's not strictly. Uh, a razor issue here, but I'd, I'd just like to comment that the uh, third-party apps that you have suggested for the terminal, for instance, and for the um, for the KDE editor um, are very much up to the task. Uh, there's only one or two minor pieces of functionality that I'm missing, but then again, that's personal preference. So um, it's amazing how small these applications can actually get. Yeah, we... I mean, it really depends on the application. There's a couple of applications which really need some love, uh, but a lot of them, a lot of them are really up to the task. I, I use my current desktop is fully cute. I don't actually have KD on it, and I'm running without issues with a text editor, terminal emulator, a browser, everything really, everything you would expect from a from a desktop environment. Exactly. There is one thing that I would probably say to to new people is that you would need to know a little bit more about what's going on in your window manager and how to control that. Um, I, for instance, don't have a logout button, for, for instance. Um, and I know I can research it, but it's uh, it's just prepare to have a little bit of um, a little bit of learning, which is always a good thing. We actually um, we actually support most window managers. If you like, if you come from KDE and you like KWin, I know I love KWin. Uh, KWin can be run without most of the KDE libraries, so you you can just run that along Razor. Same thing if you want to keep some KDE apps like Kate or anything like that. Nothing is preventing you from doing so. You're just going to need the libraries running, and that's more. Um the libraries that are going to consume disk resources as opposed to the background services running in the background? So where are the efficiencies? In the end, it depends on your distribution. Ubuntu has a lot of forced dependencies. Um, For example, if you're running Arc Linux or if you're running Gentoo, you can pretty easily recompile um, parts of KDE without without 3G, without Nipomuk, um, th- this sort of thing, which are the main um, the main issues, as far as I know. Uh, I haven't actually worked on KDE, but as far as I know, they're main performance issues. The, when we talk about uh, low-powered hardware, one um, machine jumps to mind, and that's the Raspberry Pi. Have you, has anyone had any luck getting uh, Razer running on that? 
It's been discussed. I know that very recently Qt has announced support for Raspberry Pi. So we should be able to get Razer running uh, onto one. I actually don't have a Raspberry Pi. None of the developers, I, I believe, have one. Um, I, I might just buy one and try and get it running. Okay, well, I have a spare one here. I can ship to you if you want. <laughs> Thanks. Um, actually, I think you're going to FOSDEM, aren't you? I will be going to FOSDEM 2013, yes. Okay, um, I plan to be there as well, um, supporting HBR. And if you don't have a Raspberry Pi by then, I'll give you one. And if you do, I'll give you a pint. How about that? <laughs> that sounds great, thanks. Um, I think I've pretty much uh, covered everything that I wanted to say. Is there anything else uh, that you as a project need or are looking out for? How can we help? If you want to help, uh, on on Razor, we actually need developers to to give the overall project some love uh, on translations, on applications, mostly on widgets. But what you can also do as just a regular Qt developer is give current third-party applications some love. There, I know, for example, Jaffed, uh, which is a text editor, is looking for a new maintainer. So if you have experience with Qcentalia, you can, you can help there, or you can just help make the Qt environment, uh, help make the Qt um, ecosystem a better place by adding your own applications to it or helping current developers with it. Okay, that's uh, that's not good news because that's a very good ed- editor that you have. Um, on the wiki, you do have a how to make a widget type thing. What do you have in mind for, for those widgets? Widgets, uh, we have two types of widgets. We have desktop widgets and we have panel uh, widgets. Not completely sure uh, which one you're referring to, but either way, it works a lot like KDE's Plasma. Um, as in, you you write you write whatever widgets you like, really. It can be a clock, it can be calendar, it can be a weather widget. And... You you publish it. You can either publish it on your own, or you can you can send it to RazorQt, and if it if it's good, we can integrate it into the main line. What we have in mind eventually is to make the process easier to have to have your own widgets published without requiring intervention from our end, really. Okay, how do you put a widgets on the desktop? If you if you have Razor desktop running. You can right-click the desktop and click Add a new desktop widget. You'll get a small list. We have very few desktop widgets currently, but you'll get a small list of, of widgets you can you can add. And we have, for developers, we have an, a Hello World widget, both on the desktop and on the panel, which you can copy over and use as a starting point to, to get your new widget running. Where will I get uh, information on uh, the Qt? Uh, Qt, sorry, keep saying Qt. The Qt um, APIs and how-to guides and you know intros and that sort of thing. Uh, Qt is fully documented on doc.qt.nokia.com and on qt-project.org. Um, it's actually been in the process of moving to qtproject.org. Uh, 
it's extremely well documented. No matter what you run into, you, you can just Google it and find it in no time. We we have a mailing list for, for Razer, which you can join. Uh, it's on Google Groups. It doesn't require a Google account, though. Uh, and you can just fire away, ask your questions. We also have an IRC channel on Freenode. It's Razer-Cute on Freenode.net. It's a bit quiet in there by times. <laughs> <laughs> Although the mailing list is getting quite busy these days. So that's yes. uh, that's pretty good. Um, do we have... Sorry, I'm veering off now into my own questions now that I've got you online. No do we have a network widget? A network widget is in a uh, network monitor? Yeah, exactly. Something like um, to attach to Wi-Fi networks or to see the status of whether you're connected or not. We have a uh, network status uh, widget. We don't have a widget to attach to a network. I know that Network Manager um, should run without issues as it's just a system tray application. So how how does that work in practice, uh, by the way? Uh, Say, for example, Skype, when I run that, it comes down the system panel. Is that just making regular... What sort of calls is it making there? The system tray is is a small um, is a small place where special windows go. Uh, Qt and pretty much all the all the application frameworks have functionality that let you put your app in in the system tray and add some functionality there. And some applications are based off being on the system tray, like Network Manager. Yeah, I've seen um, an improvement in the power manager actually. That um, it used you ha- you used to have to run it in the uh, network tray, and now it just runs in the background. Yeah, we we've had a lot of improvements in 0.5. I, I don't actually use the power manager, but uh, I know it's been improved a lot. Um, I must say that just on the documentation point, I wanted to uh, I put in a feature request. I think for a UTC clock. And um, in the process of debugging it, I ended up on the um, API page, the documentation page, and I must say it was quite reasonable uh, to read it, even if you only had a very, as I do, very low level of understanding of uh, of that sort of thing. So uh, I I think we can concur um, about the quality of the documentation. It's excellent. That's excellent news. We're we're always looking for feedback and. If you have bug reports or feature requests, uh, you can file them on GitHub or you can send them on the mailing list, groups.google.com, the Razor-Qt mailing list. Okay. Um, how closely related are you to the free desktop project and how do you get into that? We've worked with them. I personally worked with them because Razor as a new desktop environment is testing really the free desktop project parts of um, parts of the free desktop project are really bound to normal KDE which can be a bit annoying so we just file bugs or we write new specs we talk to uh, to the free desktop developers so we're not related to them but we we do improve uh, the project in our own way you're definitely keeping the free desktop in mind Absolutely, absolutely. The goal, the goal when writing a new desktop environment is not just to have our own thing. It's to let users 
have their own setup, have the things running the way they like, have bits of GNOME, bits of KDE, bits of Razor if they want to. Yeah, I think uh, I must say when I installed um, the desktop environment, it was um, I started getting a bit excited because I was starting to learn more about my desktop again, where I'd been kind of shrouded in the comfort of uh, a nice, you know, polished distro like a uh, Kubuntu or something or KDE on Fedora. Uh, a lot of the things are taken for granted, and then after a while. Um, you start to notice the 10% of control that you're losing, and then it starts getting frustrating again. Absolutely. Getting uh, getting to know your your computer, really, getting to know your distribution, getting to know your, your entire setup is, in my opinion, on the long term important as, as a Linux user. Many, many people who switch from pre-built distributions such as Fedora or uh, Ubuntu or Debian uh, get to know their desktop after switching to distributions like Arc Linux or Gentoo. Yeah, there's nothing to stop you, of course, installing a, a network um, install of Fedora or Debian if your comfort level is there, and then install Razor and build your system up yourself from, from that point of view, of course. Absolutely. Pull up a virtual machine and try it out on there. That's really the easiest way, and you can just wipe it out anytime you want. And it's fast. Folks, you have no idea how fast it is. It is fast. It's really fast. When when you get used to long login times, long logout times, waiting for applications to close and so on, it's, you're not really used to seeing everything just appear or disappear. Even, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, now, I do have to ask you some awkward questions. And uh, probably a lot of the uh, probably this one is related to the functionality supported in uh, Qt, and that is, um, what's your plans for accessibility and uh, support for um, text to speech and that sort of thing? Well, we have plans to support it, of course. We the only reason it's not been done yet is none of the developers have the current need, but if someone wants to work on it, we more than welcome them. We have feature requests open for it. We have a feature request for text-to-speech and left-handed mouse, this sort of thing. And really, we welcome any work um, any work on it. Okay, and um, how... Excuse me. Um, Jonathan Nadu is a friend of the show here and has a the Accessible Computing Foundation who um, uh, tried to promote um, accessibility uh, in computing, obviously, but also from a, an open source point of view. And they are uh, willing to assist projects with um, with providing developers um, in order to help projects out. So, um, can you do you have any familiarity with what the support in Qt uh, itself is for um, for accessibility? Qt has excellent accessibility uh, support. However, a lot of accessibility features come down to actual impl- uh, applications implementing them, and Things like the left-handed mouse or this sort of thing also require uh, settings, panels, and testing, and and so on. So it really comes down to time. None of the developers on on Razor are 
paid developers. So it's a project we're all doing in our free time. So we, we're always looking for some help. Super. Okay. Um, well, that's pretty much it. What are the timelines? What are the goals for the project? What if suddenly somebody in the morning decided to hire all you guys and uh, put you on Razor development full time? What would you do? Uh, well, if somebody did that, I'm pretty sure they would have plans for us. But what <laughs> <laughs> what would happen first is really we would work on getting as much of the popular features done on GitHub. Uh, we would work on getting third-party applications, bring them up to bar, uh, have propose a nice ecosystem to anyone who just jumps in, possibly have an installer that recommends applications or works with the distribution to recommend applications, recommend packages. We, we do have needs with regards to translations still. And after that, it comes down to polishing, getting, getting more features done, and having more people suggest new features, suggest their experience, give their feedback. Okay, fantastic. Well, I hope uh, after listening to this, some people will uh, jump in and at least try out uh, Razor. Is it Razor or Razor Cute? Which which are you using? Officially, it's Razor Cute. You you can call it Razor. We won't get offended. Where did the name come from? Oh, that, uh, that's a great question. One I can't answer. <laughs> yes, um, maybe you'll be able to tell me that over a pint in uh, over a nice Belgian beer. Huh? Well, that works for me. Yeah, we, we can always make up one. Never let the treat stand in the way of a good story. That's what I always say. Um, listen, thank you very much for um, taking the time. Is there anything that I haven't covered? No, really. We, we're just really excited about all the attention Razor has been getting lately. Um, we At the project, we really do feel that we are kind of plugging a hole here. We, there, there's... There's people out there looking for a lightweight, cute distribution. So if it feels really good to to have all this attention pointed towards us. It gives us new developers and really better better feedback. Are there many people packaging for distributions? Uh, I saw Debian and Fedora on the list, and yeah, well, I think we already covered this. Yes, we have Debian, Fedora, uh, Ubuntu. I believe we have OpenSUSE as well. Yeah, um, I think they're there's using a the package, build service. Actually. Yeah, there's a package uh, on the Arch Linux AUR as well. Okay, cool. The only one that's missing is Crunchbang. If only we knew the lead developer of Crunchbang, perhaps he could <laughs> package it up for us. So, okay, well, that's it. I have uh, run out of questions. I must say I'm extremely... Um, excited and i'm being spammed by um by the razor cute mail list which has now got four new emails since we started this interview so very busy so with that i'll let you go back to uh fixing everybody's problems and i'll start editing the show thanks a lot um i'll see you around and happy to do this anytime and listen, just remember that if you ever want to uh, submit a show yourself, you can, you know, do that. That's easy peasy. You can uh, email admin at hackerpublicradio.org. If you ever want to do um, any announcements or anything like that, just uh, fire them in. Um, or if you want to interview any of the people on the project yourself, or if there's any updates, feel free to send them in to us. Uh, 
as audio snippets and we'll put them on the uh, in the queue for you alright that sounds cool and with that I'll uh, end the show and like to remind everybody to tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.